now tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. Welcome back to the Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the financial planning industry. I'm Justin. I'm back with Steve. We are marching towards the the year end, and uh, we're just getting grateful for a few minutes of your time today. Yeah, absolutely. We both returned home from a trip to Austin, Texas this week, where we had the first ever Planner DAO meetup. So that was a lot of fun, Justin. I know that it was a little bit too much fun for some of us, but uh, it, it had to happen. It, it did. You know, just confirming that all y'all are real people was, was a very important step, I think, in the success of the DAO. It was weird to walk into a restaurant and see all these faces at once that I've just seen, like, you know, I've just seen they've been like, uh, you know, NFTs to me for the most part. And then all of a sudden they're just there in real life. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, there was a lot of non-fungible fun uh, and awesome. But more importantly, I think we got a lot of um, really good work done. Uh, I'm so excited for 2022 and what the the DAO uh, has to accomplish. So um be on the lookout yeah. for some updates. Yeah, we laid out we laid out some goals and a roadmap, and there's some things we're really excited about. I think the only one kind of maybe worth mentioning right now is that we did decide that Planner DAO needs we want we want to expand the experience we had in Austin, and so we want to host a live event during 2022. So be on the lookout for more updates and spoiler alert, although not a spoiler alert if you're a regular listener, which is it will be a decentralized conference. So what does that mean? Well, we're all going to find out together. <laughs> well, that's the, again, we're, we're really excited to share that for you. So be on the lookout on the Mighty Network site for all the different updates coming at you. So year in planning, uh, typically, Steve, means pre- being proactive for your clients. Um, you know, it's, it's the time of year when you're, you're trying to add real value and make sure your retirement plans are funded, that, you know, things that have a deadline get addressed. And, and unfortunately, that kind of means taxes word it it does and for many of us we've got a new twist to it this year you know we taxes are a big part of year end but now we've got crypto taxes to incorporate and you know it's it's almost easier for the firms that are managing crypto because the ones that aren't uh their clients are out there doing it for doing it by themselves to a certain extent and they have to figure out how to incorporate that into the planning that they're doing yeah this is one of those there this is just a giant mess because there are a lot of gains and losses in crypto this year, probably, and hopefully more more gains than, than losses. But they're in so many different places. They are sometimes even hard to understand what your basis was in some of this stuff. And so it, it's, it's definitely a giant pile of spaghetti you have to sort out to just get started um, to figure out, are there opportunities to realize um, losses? Because I think that's that's the main main takeaway is... There is no wash sale rule in crypto for now, which we all expect to change probably. But there's a, that that means there's an opportunity for you know the next couple of weeks to, to take advantage of that. Do you want yeah, to explain yeah. what that means? Sorry, yeah. I, I I just started. Like everyone should just understand what CPAs do. Yeah. So so we might. Yeah. So so currently, at least for the time being, we do have this window where there's no wash sale rule. I agree. It'll probably get fixed at some point, but um, seems unlikely to get patched in the next two weeks. So uh, there is an opportunity for this year and, and you should look out for that. You know, it, it, certainly in the in the context of your overall tax loss harvesting strategies. So it, the thing that that we constantly need to remind ourselves as, as advisors and remind our clients even more so is, you know, taxes are something to keep our eye out for. 
but we shouldn't let it drive our decisions. It should just be another factor and a major factor. So the old don't don't let the tail wag the dog. I think that's what we see with taxes a lot of times. Yeah, uh, the the propensity to spend cash flow to avoid or, or spend down or create you know expenses in a business like that. Those things all have to be in balance. And again, that's why being a fiduciary and looking at the total picture is so important. So for the the wash sale rule so essentially what that means is you can sell a position that's in a loss and buy it back the next minute basically and you don't have to deal with the the 30 day period of time to buy back a similar asset that essentially would negate it so if you were going to sell apple stock at a loss you're not allowed to buy it back for 30 days is that correct that is correct. Well, you're allowed to buy it back, right? But you don't. But then get you lose. That you don't. Yeah. Change your yeah, basis yeah. exactly. And the difference here is that your basis does change. You know, so you do realize that loss, and you repurchase it, the new one, uh, just like you would think things would work. But you know, the Wachtell <laughs> rules prohibit that. And so, you know, again, we 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 have an asset class that's just so volatile. Um, that's been all over the place, and so I think based on kind of where the market's been, if you if you were an early investor and you saw sizable gains um, and maybe, you know, like most of us, you got a little too excited about some of the, you know, NFT projects that popped up and all of a sudden there, there have been, um, you know, hasn't been the same story for, for some of the later stuff. You might have some losses and some positions that you established later on in the year. And that is where you can take advantage of the fact that you may have a crazy gain in Ethereum, and maybe a loss in this NFT that you purchased. And there's a way to now um, balance those out from just a tax um, harvesting perspective, but also again, you can sell it and buy it back. If you, you know, you're, you're here for the art um, and, and effectively offset the gains that you had in these other positions. Yeah. And that's another thing that's unique to crypto. Um, in addition to wash sale rules is, is the concept of NFTs. So one thing you'll probably be fighting constantly is the fact that you have to explain to your clients that their transactions and NFTs are taxable. Yes. And although they may even understand conceptually that like, right, trading art or classic cars or something would create gains. I'm going to venture a guess here that not a lot of, lot of non-professional collectors actually report that on their taxes. And so I'd imagine if somebody thinks, Hey, I was just messing around trading JPEGs it may not cross their mind that that's all going to be taxable if they made money and if they're buying and selling them. So uh, beyond just what currencies did you buy, you're also going to want to figure out, hey, what, what else did you do? Did you participate in any of these crypto fantasy sports leagues, the NBA top shots, you know, yeah. uh, any of these art auctions, et cetera? Yeah, it, it, I think the the main takeaway for, for all this stuff is it's complicated. It's not easy to get the information and you have you have to do some work to sort of just sort through and get a complete picture um, of what your client's done. And unfortunately, because it has a deadline, like you have to do that before the year end. This isn't something you can, you know, before you file your return, figure, oh, I want to I want to fund an IRA. I can do that. Um, you know, all this stuff has to happen before the year end. It, it does. And, and Justin, if I can go back and make one more point on NFTs, there's some talk out there that they might be considered collectibles. And mm-hmm. they're subject to a long-term gains rate of 28% then like, like art or something is uh, from, and, and certainly it's undefined in crypto, right? The IRS hasn't issued mm-hmm. a ruling on NFTs, nor will they. They'll, they're waiting for their big gotcha moments, obviously. But uh, right now, most crypto tax experts, I don't think consider those collectibles, but, it, but it's on the radar. So it's just yeah. something to be aware of. Right. An- another, another layer of nuance and complexity that doesn't apply to, to other things, but it does to crypto. Yeah. Um, 
So what, what, what would you say some just key takeaways for, you know, you're, you're trying to, to do good by your clients. You're, you're trying to be efficient with your practice. What are some things to kind of pull together for, for all these things? Cause again, there's, there's just, it's such a mess and you have to get started and do some real work. Yeah. I think the main takeaway is that this is an opportunity to go to your clients and figure out what the heck they're doing. Because uh, a lot of them probably told you they're into crypto, and I'm guessing a huge chunk of them did not. So this is the opportunity to do the old, hey, do you have any 401ks out there you haven't rolled over? You know, who's watching that for you, right? We can yeah. go back and do that that uh, version and figure out what they're up to and talk through and use it as a tax thing to talk through it, say, hey, we're doing the tax plan. I got to make sure I'm pulling in everything here. You know, what, what wallets have you opened? What exchanges are you on? What have you dabbled in? And, and use this as an opportunity, not just to gauge your clients about their crypto knowledge and interest, but then also to get some data about what's actually going on out there. Yeah. Um, it reminds me too, there there are some some tools that you can use that can help sort of untangle this mess. Because again, you between exchanges and wallets and hard wallets, I mean, there, there's just, there, there's a lot of different sources you have to go to. It's not just pull up your E-Trade account or your Robinhood and off you go. Um, have, there are some software um, tools that you can implement to help um, sort of begin to, to pull reporting together. Um, have you had any experience with, with any of them? So I have not. Um, I've been kind of researching them. I haven't. I haven't tried any yet. Um, I've been, you know, looking at the looking at the features section on all of them, trying to see what makes sense. I think I'm going to take a run at uh, Zen Ledger. Um, okay. yeah. I'm also looking for one that I think will work for my clients. So as a as a firm who's who, you know who's all in on crypto, it's really important to find something that'll scale for my clients, so they don't have to rely on their CPAs to know what the heck they're doing on crypto at least for the next several years. So I'm going to give that a try, but. Uh, when we were talking earlier, I think you mentioned you've actually tried some of these out. Yeah, I've I've used Token Tax. Um, that's what I I used last year, and I've had also experience with Taxbit. Um, and we'll provide links in there. You can check them out. Um, you know, the, it like anything, it there's it's just really hard to get under the hood and really see what they're actually doing. Some of the the calculations. I mean, they have some some buttons that make it sound like like oh let's let's look at you know a. a you know, like a FIFO kind of option for, you know, these different positions and stuff. And I, I don't have a high degree of confidence in it. And it's just, it's because it's hard to get under the hood to see it. Um, the other issue is, is that, you know, typically they will um, spit out an answer. And if you actually want it on a form, um, you know, that, that typically costs extra. Um, and then the other interesting thing is that even if you get a prepared, um, you know, gains loss report, um, you know, typically if you have a CPA that's using their own software, that doesn't import. And so, yeah. you know, you end up having to have, you know, a, a bunch of sheets of paper that you hand over to a tax preparer and it just seems a little redundant. So um, certainly a lot of room for improvement and I'm hoping that we continue to see it develop, but there, there are some solutions that help at least get started. I mean, again, if you've been day trading, you know, Dogecoin over the past year, um, something like that can at least help simplify, you know, the hundreds or thousands of transactions there can easily be um, to, to get a, a just a perspective of where what you're looking at for the year. Yeah, well, I definitely spent the bulk of the year day trading Dogecoin. So that's that's helpful advice I, to me. That's why that's, I said that. That's, yeah. been, that's been my favorite. But, you know, I, I think it's I think it's very look like this. We talk about this always. There's going to be kinks and it's mostly just preparing your clients that like we, we, we have most of the tools. They don't all it's not really smooth yet. <laughs> And I think it's really bullish for 2022 
which is we're about to get, you know, the tax software, the CPAs, the major tax preparation software, like, a, you know, like a Lacert and all them. They're about to get more feedback than they ever wanted. They're about to yeah. get overwhelmed with feedback about what's working and what isn't. It's going to be a tough year for them all. So I think it will be a little rough this year, but should bode well for the future as we just get all this data dumped into these companies to improve the process. Yeah. And, and the, like we said, this is just a great opportunity to get in front of clients and start a good conversation with them about their whole perspective. Um, you know, and, and, and oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Justin, I was just going to say, I, I think this is a good time to, to mention that we do cover crypto taxes in the CDA course, right? It is one of the key areas of knowledge that's required. And to become a CDA, you do have to understand how this stuff works. Yeah. And you can tell now it's, it's the year end we've done this because that's exactly what I was going to say too, is that, <laughs> you know, it, it, if you need to understand the complexities of this and the, the year end planning stuff that the CDA is how you learn that. And so, um, you know, we invite you to, to check it out. We'll have a link into that so that if that's, um, something you want to put in the new year on your radar to, to join the CDA program, um, take a look at it. It, it is truly the, one of the most comprehensive, um, you know, educations you're going to get on all digital assets and the different layers um, that come with it. Yeah. Adam's done a really great job of building that. And it's just, uh, we're getting more and more people in, we're getting other education providers who are going to sign up. It's just, it's just been really amazing. And of course, shout out to the entire education working group that's really pushing that forward. So uh, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I'd highly encourage you to do so. Well, that's the Crypto for Planners podcast for this week. I, I actually, we're not even sure if we're going to have another episode before the year end. I assume we are, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, know. stay tuned. And um, again, we as you march to the year end, uh, just go out there and start having a conversation with your client. So um, again, we're going to edit this so that it's a much smoother ending. The Crypto for Planners podcast, the most interesting CFP in the world. Stay crypto, my friends.